Well, today we're in a series called The Hope Has a name. Come on, right now at home, would you click the share button? Just, just share this right now. Just click share. Church Online, Facebook, YouTube, click the share button right now. I've got a message of hope. I got a word from the Lord for everybody on your social media platforms. Get the word out. Pastor, I did it three weeks ago. I'm not, listen, that's old. <laughs> Today's a new day. Yeah. Click the share button and let's get this message of hope out today. Amen. You know, the Christmas season is a season of announcements, and I, I love the Christmas season. It's, it's my favorite time of the year. You, you know your pastor loves so much about the Christmas season. I like the trees. I, I like the lights. I like the Christmas music. I've been playing Christmas music since October. I, I, I love the Christmas music. I love the food. And come on, I've been, I, listen, church family, you've been updating me, telling me that you've been drinking eggnog. You don't know how much you blessed me. Let me know that you've been drinking eggnog and eggnog milkshakes and eggnog lattes. Somebody else needs to try one. It's good. We'll have it next Sunday. Eggnog will be in the house at the location. I love this time a year. And there's just so many wonderful announcements that happen during this season. You know, people will give you an announcement of a Christmas card and you'll get a nice Christmas card and, and they're just announcing maybe something happening in their life. You know, oftentimes in Christmas cards nowadays, people will put a family picture in there or, or, the, the, or the, the Christmas card is a family picture and you get to see how the kids are growing up or while wow, they had a, a new addition to the family or while wow, they got a new grandkid and, and it's just an announcement time. I love the Christmas season or, or sometimes people put Christmas letters in and now if you ever send me a Christmas letter, leave it to one paragraph because some of y'all have Christmas letters and it's like four pages. I love you. I just don't know if I'm that interested about your dog. You know what I'm saying? But, but you get those Christmas letters and people see your Christmas letters and, and it's a big announcement. And, and sometimes people will, will surprise, you, surprise you with an announcement of a present. You didn't even know they were going to send you a present. You're like, what? Look at the announcement. It says, who's it from? And they announce who it's from and you got a present from somebody. I just love the Christmas season. Sometimes it's an announcement like who's going to come over for Christmas. They say, we're going to drive into town and you didn't even know it and you get excited about a family member you haven't seen in a while or, or maybe it's, it, it's one of those uh, announcements from somebody maybe on, hey, you have to get them a gift this year. Have you ever, have you ever been in uh, maybe your family or a group of friends or a workplace and you drew names and said, who is going to buy a present for this person? And you get the announcement of you're buying it for that family member or you're buying it for, for that coworker. Or, and, and then you go out shopping. I just, I mean, it's just full of exciting announcements. And in the Cooper family, December is huge with announcements. Matter of fact, my wife and I, next Sunday when I preach, it will be on my anniversary, December the 20th. 23 years ago, we were married. It was, it's a huge announcement season, and it was years ago. On December the 3rd, my oldest son, Kel, was born. He just turned 17 years old. It's a season of announcements for the Cooper family. I love the Christmas season. But how many know that some holiday announcements are not full of joy? <laughs> 
So some holiday announcements aren't full of excitement and pictures and anniversaries. Some announcements around the holiday season can make you lose hope. Have you ever received an announcement around the holiday season that didn't fill your heart with joy, but caused you to lose hope? Maybe it was the announcement that a loved one passed away. Maybe it was the announcement that the company was going to be laying off. Maybe it was the announcement of a bad doctor's report. Maybe it was the announcement and you were so excited, you're pregnant with a child, and the announcement came that you've miscarried the baby. And what I want to talk to you about today is the most shocking announcement in the Bible. And this announcement is mind-boggling, it's mind-blowing, and announcements, the wrong type of announcement, can make you lose hope. And I want you to see the most shocking announcement. It's found in the Christmas story. And I want us to look today in the book of Luke chapter number one, in the Christmas story, Luke chapter number one. We're going to pick up in verse number 30. Come on, get that Bible off your coffee table. Get that Bible and just grab it over with me. Just, I want you to get your Bible and look at the scripture with me. Luke chapter number one. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Come on, get, get to Luke right now. Luke 1 verse 30 says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Mary was like, what? Mary was like, I don't know if I want to have favor with God, if that means that I'm going to be pregnant. Mary was a virgin. Mary was a teenager between the ages of 13 and 16 years old. She was living a normal life. She was engaged to be married to Joseph. This was an exciting season for her life as she was planning out her wedding, her dreams. I mean, just her life her, her just, just was full of dreams. She, she was so excited about the future. And then out of nowhere comes this shocking unbelievable announcement. Mary, you're going to have a baby. You're going to be pregnant and it's going to be the son of God. You know, we read that and we get all happy. We get, we get all excited about that. But can you imagine being a teenage little girl, a virgin, and you get this shocking announcement, this is the kind of news that can cause a person to lose hope. And let me just say this about hope. Losing hope is dangerous. Don't miss this, church. Losing hope is dangerous. Hope is key to life. Hope is key to following Jesus. We can't even have faith without hope. 
And without faith, we can't please the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope. Come on, everybody, write hope in the chat line. Just write hope. Come on, I need you to fill it up right now. Just write the word hope. Come on, you're not typing fast enough. Write the word hope in the chat line. It says confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hope is key for our faith. But it doesn't stop there. Hope is not only key for having strong faith. Hope is a literal anchor for our soul. You can't miss this. It's an anchor for our soul. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18 says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we have fled to him for refuge, can have great confidence as we hold on to hope. That's key for what I want to talk to you about the next few moments. You got to hold on to hope that lies before us. This hope This hope in God, this hope in Christ is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. God's word says hope is the anchor of the soul. Not money, not possessions, not cars, not homes, not connections, Hope is the anchor for the soul. The stronger your hope, the stronger your anchor. I got a little anchor here today. Listen, the Bible says if your soul is going to be anchored, it's going to be in hope in the word of God. It's going to be hope in Jesus Christ. The thing you want to be tied to is not money, it's not fame, it is hope. Your life has to be anchored in Jesus. It's hope. Well, Pastor, what is the purpose of an anchor on a ship? Well, let me give you this. The, the, The first purpose of an anchor is to keep a ship from drifting. You know, every year we go to Nebraska. My wife's family lives there, and they have an old pontoon boat. And matter of fact, you can see that there's the pontoon boat, and you can even see the chairs. You know, you got to kind of get some makeshift chairs and all that, you know. But we get on the pontoon boat. And, and, and what's interesting about this pontoon boat is, is it, it, it sits right on the bank where they keep it. And, and it sits right on just the edge of the lake. And they actually have to tie, they have to tie the boat to, to keep it from drifting away. And it's always interesting. It's tricky to get on that boat. Especially if the wind is, is blowing a little bit because it's tied and, 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 and there's, a little, there's a little gap between the boat and the water. So there's the water in between and, and so you're having to jump onto the boat and that boat. It's just amazing how boats just drift. I mean, just, just naturally. I mean, if you've ever been on a boat, a boat will just drift on you. And have you noticed that about life, that it's easy To drift. It's easy to drift away from God. 
It's easy to drift away from your goals. It's easy to drift away from priorities. It's easy to drift away from church and watching it online or being in the house of God every week. It's easy to drift away from praying. It's easy to drift away from the person that you love. It's it's easy to drift away from your dreams. We, We are constantly drifting if we are not anchored to hope in God. Well, 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 what's the second reason for an anchor? The the second reason is this. An anchor gives you stability in a storm. When, when, When a ship is out in the ocean and you lower the anchor in the middle of a storm, that big anchor, obviously the anchor's bigger than this. But when they drop the anchor in the water, That anchor helps to stabilize the ship in the middle of the storm. And friends, you and I go through storms. 2020 has been a storm. But I got good news for you and also some some, some bad news because everybody is saying, oh, 2020. Oh, what a year, 2020. Woo, storms in 2020. Did you hear about 2020? 2020. I can't wait for 2020 to be over. And it's kind of like come January the 1st, 2021, like just something magically is going to happen. <laughs> but but, but I, I hate to tell you this, but 2021, you're going to have some storms. In 2022, you're going to have some storms. In 2023, you're going to have some storms. In 2024, you're going to have some storms. The issue is not will you have storms. The issue is what is anchoring your life? Are you anchored in the Lord? Are you anchored in hope? When storms come, you got to be anchored in the hope of God or you'll drift away or the storm will cause your boat to rock so much that you can fall off your own boat. You gotta be anchored. I I wanna talk to you for a few moments, really quickly, about seven reasons you lose the anchor of hope. Seven reasons from the Christmas story that you lose the anchor of of, of hope. This this is key, this is key, this is key. I I want you to get your pen, get some paper, get something out, and I want you to take some notes. If you're watching on, 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 on maybe on on your computer, you're watching the service right now, maybe it's it's connected to your your big screen there. Come on, send me a, come on, tweet something out. Uh, Facebook's up now, social media's something out. Hashtag people search. Let me see who's watching me right now. If you got an anchor right there in the house, put the anchor by the TV and watch with the anchor right there. But but I I want you to just use your phone, maybe take a few notes if you're watching on your computer. Seven reasons you lose the anchor of hope from the Christmas story there in Luke chapter one. Number one is this. You become gripped by fear. You become gripped by fear. Notice what it says in Luke chapter one, verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. I can just see Mary, Mr. Angel, Mr. Angel, come. Come close. Come close. It's easy for you to tell me not to be afraid because you're the one not carrying the baby. I'm the one that's going to be pregnant. And you're telling me not to be 
a friend. I can just imagine what is going through Mary's mind. I can just imagine a little fear, a little intimidation coming in her heart and mind. But I'm thankful as you just study and read the story that Mary did not allow fear to control her life. Because listen, if you allow fear to control your life, hope will begin to fade. Because whenever we start living frightened, whenever we start living scared, whenever we start living fearful, listen, hope begins to fade in our life. When you're living terrorized by everything, you're just living in fear, living in panic, your hope will begin to fade. And in 2020, some of you have been living, you've been gripped by fear. You're allowing fear to control your life. Your life, you're being terrorized by fear and your hope has been fading fast in 2020. Some of you are at the end of this year and your heart is not full of hope. Your heart is full of fear. I want you to, I want you to see a second, a second, a second, a second reason that, 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 that you can lose the anchor of, of hope. And number two is this, your life seems out of control. Your life seems out of control. Can I tell you, Mary's life seemed out of control. She was going to have a baby and she couldn't do anything about it. Hey, you're going to have a baby. And, and she didn't even ask to have a baby. She has a future and her future is now drastically changing. Life feels a little bit out of control. Mary felt powerless. I can't do anything about it. I'm going to have a baby. And whenever life feels out of control, it can trigger you into some emotions where you start feeling hopeless. Can I tell you a very common phrase when life seems out of control is this, it's never going to change. I hear that a lot from people when they are feeling hopeless when life feels out of control is never going to change and and when you feel like something's never going to change you can start feeling hopeless it's never going to change and you start feeling hopeless about the relationship things just seem out of control it seems you can't get your arms around it and it feels like you know what the, the finances are never going to change the job is never going to change the kids are never going to change are they going to ever figure this school thing out I just don't know what to do online in person is never going to change COVID-19 is never going to change my health the economy is never going to change and when you start settling into this mindset things will never change hope starts to fade I want you to see a third one I want to give these to you quick a third one that's so important from this Christmas story that can cause you to lose hope and number three is this you feel alone or abandoned alone or abandoned when Mary got this news that she was going to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit the Bible says she left home and went to Elizabeth's house, her cousin. Now, the, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly why she isolated herself from her family. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly why she put distance in between her and Joseph. The Bible doesn't tell us why she, she disconnected for a season from her friends. But I can only imagine becoming pregnant, leaving friends, her mom and dad, leaving Joseph, 
going to Elizabeth's house. We just get the highlights in the Bible. We, we don't really get to dive into all of our emotions and all of our processing. I can only imagine some of the processing of feeling somewhat alone in that season in church. Whenever you feel alone, when, whenever you feel abandoned, you can start to lose hope. And the reality is some of you feel alone. You feel real alone. You're single and you feel alone. You have children and you still feel alone. You're married and you still feel alone. Some of you feel abandoned. People have left you. You feel like people have walked out on you. You're like, people aren't there for you. And whenever you feel isolated and alone and abandoned, it can cause you to lose the anchor of hope. I want you to see a fourth one, and that is this. You are grieving a loss. You can lose hope when you're grieving a loss. And Mary was suffering from some significant loss in her life. She was losing her freedom. I've got dreams. I've got, I've got goals. and Now I'm going to become pregnant. I mean, all my dreams with Joseph are going to be gone. All the things I was dreaming about, losing her freedom. And, and of course, if you know the story, Joseph was planning on leaving Mary and not following through on the marriage until an angel came. And so now she knows, I mean, I can lose Joseph. When he finds out I'm pregnant, I can lose my mom and daddy. The relationship is going to be fractured when I tell them this news. I'm going to be ostracized by some friends. And grieving, loss. And whenever you experience major loss or a series of losses in your life, it can lead you to losing hope. It could just be a loss of a job. And then the next thing you know, it's a loss of a loved one or a loss of a relationship or a loss of income or a loss of health. And it starts to spiral you down as you look at 2020. Some of you got some losses and you feel like 2019 brought you some losses. And it seems like the losses are stacking up in your life and you're feeling hopeless today. I want you to see a fifth, a fifth reason that you can lose the anchor of hope, and that is you don't have what you need. You don't have what you need. Mary felt this way in Luke chapter 1, verse 34. It says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And there's no doubt Mary has thoughts like, I don't know that I have what it takes to be a mama and especially a mama to the son of God. Hello, first of all, I'm a virgin. How am I going to be a mama? I can't do this. I don't know that I got enough wisdom. I don't know that I got enough love. I don't know that I got enough patience. I don't know if I got enough experience. I don't know that I have what it takes to be a mama. And whenever people start feeling like they don't have what they need, they can start to lose hope. And some of you today, if you were transparent, come on, if you took the mask off, today some of you feel like you don't have what you need and you're losing hope. You just think to yourself, I, just, I, I, I need some money. I, I need some more Christmas presence. It's, it's getting close to December 25th. Some of you feel like, I, I need some more energy. I don't know if I can make it through the rest of this year. I, some of you are looking at how you're wired and you're thinking, I need some more talent. I, 
Some of you are looking, I need some more education. I just don't have what it takes. I need some more intellect. Some of you feel like I don't have enough time to do everything that's on my plate. I just got, I need some more time. And you're looking and you feel like you're always coming up short. You're always a day late and a dollar short. And it can cause you to feel hopeless. Some of you feel stuck right now, stuck in a dead end job, stuck in poverty, stuck in a situation and you're thinking to yourself, you can't get out of it and you can't get on with it. You don't have what you need and you're starting to lose hope. I, I want you to see, I want you to see a sixth reason people lose the anchor of hope and that is you have been deeply wounded by someone deeply wounded by some. I can only imagine. I love to put myself in, in, in the person in the Bible. I love to put myself in their story, in, in their place, and try to imagine what they were feeling and what they were going through and what they were experiencing. And I can only imagine some of the pain Mary experienced being pregnant out of wedlock. And especially in that day, I can only imagine what, when she told her parents, we, we don't get the dialogue. I can only imagine what they said to Mary. Perhaps what they did. I can only imagine what, 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 what her friends said and what, what they did. I, I can only imagine what the community said and what, what they did. Mm-hmm, you're pregnant mm-hmm, by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm, I'm sure you are. I can only imagine the words the actions, the feelings that, that she was going through, at l- watching the response of others. And people's church, when people wound you, it can begin to cause you to feel hopeless. Maybe it was abuse, maybe physical, emotional, verbal abuse, or, or in some other way. And maybe you were hurt by somebody, I mean deeply hurt. I mean cut. I mean they hurt you so bad that that the knife just drove deep into your heart. And you've been hurt so bad that all that does is consume your thoughts. And it consumes your mind. I mean, about every hour you think about what, what they did, what they said. I can't believe it. And our bitterness is growing. Resentment is growing. And whenever you allow bitterness, whenever you allow resentment to grow in your heart, hope will start to fade. I want you to see a seventh reason, a seventh reason people lose the anchor of hope. Number seven is you feel defeated. You feel defeated. According to the law in that day, Mary could be stoned to death for being pregnant out of wedlock. I mean, this pregnancy could end in total defeat for Mary. She could lose her life. And whenever you feel like a situation could, 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 could cause you to end in total defeat, whenever you feel like you're not on the winning side, whenever you feel like things are not going to work out well, I'm a goner. This is it. You can start to feel hopeless. Or, or maybe you've had the biggest failure in your life. And you're thinking it's over. I blew it. I mean, I can imagine Mary having some of that. She didn't mess up. She didn't blow it. But, but what, what others were thinking about her and, and feeling defeated. And look at she's pregnant. And she's trying to blame it on God. And, and she's trying to carry the, the, these feelings around, these emotions around. And some of you, you've blown it and you've messed up. And we all have. And you're carrying shame and regret 
And you're starting to settle into this place of, I'm defeated. It's not what you're eating, it's what's eating you. And it's messing with you. And you feel defeated. And I've blown it. There's no way out of this. I'm a def- I mean, it, it's, it's over. And you're losing hope. I, I can't leave you there. I can't leave you there. Come on, just write in the chat line right now. Pastor, don't leave us there. Come on, just write that there. Pastor, don't you leave us there. Oh, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to leave you there. I got through those seven really quick because I got to shift gears with you. And now, and now, church, what I got to do is I got to give you seven ways you keep the anchor of hope from this story. I want to talk. I talked to you about seven ways you can lose it. Now I want to shift gears and look at all seven ways and flip it on its head and look at how you can now keep hope in spite of the seven ways you could lose hope. I want to help you hold on to the anchor of hope. Here's how you do it. Number one is this. Number one is this. God is always with me. God is always with me. Listen, church, whenever you are gripped by fear and hope is fading, you have to remember that your heavenly father is with you. Luke chapter 1 and verse 28, it says the angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I've got good news for you today. The Lord is with you. Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. I'm feeling just a little bit fearful. You've got to understand this. The Lord is with you. My Bible says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. God is with you. Hold on to the anchor of hope knowing my God is with me. My God is with me. God is with me. There's a second. There's a second. There's a second. Come on. How many know the preacher can get through 13 points in 35 minutes? You're preaching right there, church. Numbers number two, number two, number two, God's favor is greater than any problem. God's favor. Come on, just write favor in the chat line right now. Come on, write favor. Somebody needs to see you type it. Just write favor in the chat line right now. Luke chapter 1 verse 30 says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor. You have found favor with God. Whenever life feels out of control, I want you to remember that God's presence and God's favor is bigger than any problem you'll ever face. Mary was greatly troubled. That's actually what the the text says. The scripture says in the story that Mary was greatly troubled. But the angel said to Mary, the Lord is with you and his favor is on your life. And church, God's presence and favor is greater than any problem that you're going through. God's presence and God's favor is greater than any challenge that you're going through. When you live for God, you got to be anchored to this. God's favor is with me. And whenever God's favor is with me. Somehow God is going to work this out. His favor is greater than any problem. Some of you are wondering, is God with me? If you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, the Lord is with you. If you're living your life for Jesus, his favor is on your life. I know somebody right now, you're trying to doubt the preacher because your problem's pretty big right now. But God's favor on your life is bigger than any problem that you're going through. Stay anchored to hope in Christ. 
Number three is this. Number three is this. I want you to see a, a third way you keep the anchor of hope, and that is God fits everything into his plan. Everything into his plan. Whenever you feel alone, whenever you feel abandoned by people, you can anchor yourself to hope. Because not only is God with you, not only is his favor on your life, but God is working everything into his plan. I want you to see this with Mary, Luke chapter 1, verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. I want you just to hear God's plan. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Listen, Mary, no matter who abandons you, no matter what you go through, no matter how alone you may feel, no matter how people may respond to you being pregnant, Mary, you just got to know that God is fitting everything into his plan. That God will take all the bad and all the good and fit it into his kingdom plan. If you love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, God will work all things for the good. He will work all everything, everything that you're going through. Can I tell you, if you love the Lord, he's working it into his kingdom plan and all God said to Mary before she ever became pregnant through the angel is Mary I got a plan I'm gonna work all of this into my kingdom plan number four is this number four is this God has a greater purpose for my life how can I hold on to the anchor of hope I gotta remember God has a greater purpose for my life whenever you're grieving major loss or maybe you've been deeply wounded in your life and you feel like, I don't know that I can have hope. I want you to, I want you to catch this. You've got to stay surrendered to God and his plan. Because when you stay surrendered to God and his plan, no matter what you're going through, friends, you will be anchored to hope. God has a greater purpose for your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what they said, I don't care who's talking about you. I don't care what they said on you on social media. I don't care what's going on, the drama at the workplace and all that. That's happened and you want it feels a little out of control. I want you to know if you will stay surrendered to God's purpose and plan for your life, that God is going to work it all out. I love this. I love this about Mary because this is exactly what happened to Mary in Luke chapter one and verse 38. Hear what Mary says. I am the Lord's servant. I, I think that line right there touched my heart more than anything else in this message. 13 to 16 years old, becoming pregnant, could lose my life, could lose Joseph, friends going to talk about me, family going to ostracize me, but I am the Lord's servant. I trust God that you got a greater purpose for my life. No matter if my friends leave me, no matter if I lose relationships, no matter if I lose my reputation, I may lose my fiance, but I am the Lord's. Sir, thy will be done in my life. I trust that you have a purpose in all the pain. Somebody today needs to anchor yourself in the hope of the Lord. 
no matter what you've lost in life, somebody needs to say this with me right now. I am the Lord's servant. Come on, right in the chat line. I know it's been tough. I know it's been painful. I know you lost some stuff. I know your hope has been wavering. But today, declare, I am the Lord's servant. Come on, get wrapped up, tied up, tangled back up in Jesus and just declare, I am the Lord's servant. It's not easy. I don't even understand it all. But all I got is Jesus. I'm not turning my back on him. I am the Lord's servant. I don't even understand how I could even get pregnant by a Holy Spirit. I don't even get it, but I am the Lord's servant. That's for somebody today. You've been wavering. You've been waffling. You've been wondering. And today, you need to say, no matter what happens in my life, I am the Lord's servant. Number five is this. Number five is this. There's a, there's a fifth I want you to see. A fifth way you keep the anchor of hope. And that is God has promised to help me. God has promised to help me. Whenever you're worried about not having enough, whenever you're worried that you're not enough, you can anchor yourself to the hope that God will help you. Mary asked the angel in verse number 34. She said, how will this happen? How will I become pregnant since I am a virgin? Mary was saying, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. And I love the answer in verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Mary, Mary, I, want, I know you're thinking you don't have what it takes, but God will help you get pregnant. And the same God that helps you get pregnant, that's powerful enough to cause you to conceive a baby without a man, that same God will give you the power to raise this baby will give you the wisdom to raise this baby. Mary, God is going to help you. And somebody needs to know, God is going to help you. Pastor, I'm at the end of 2020. I, I just can't believe this year. I can't believe all of the loss in my life. I can't believe all that I've, I've been through. And what you need to know is this. If you're a child of God, if you love God, if you're serving God, God has not brought you this far to leave you. The same God that brought you through 2019 and brought you through all of 2020 until December the 13th, that same God will lead you on. God is with you. God will help. I, you know, sometimes I look at situations in my life and they seem insurmountable. It seems like a mountain. I don't know how I'm going to climb. I don't know how God is going to make a way through that ocean, through that. I don't know. I don't see how it's possible. But one thing I know is that God is with me and God will help me with me. Things are impossible, but with God, everything is, is possible. And I want you to know that's what God says to Mary in Luke chapter one and verse 37. He says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary, this is not all about you. This is about your heavenly father. And he will help you. And he will be with you. Number six is this. Pastor, how can I anchor myself to hope? Number six is with God, this is not the end of the story. With God, this 
is not the end of the story. When you feel defeated, when you feel like quitting, when you don't feel like you're on the winning side, when you feel like you've blown it so much, you might as well quit and give up. I just want you to know if you will anchor yourself to hope in God. With God, it's never the end of the story. Listen, listen, family, listen, listen, listen. Don't put a comma or a period where God has put a comma. Don't put a period where God has put a comma. You think it's the end of your story and with God, it's not the reason that there's still breath in your body. God is not done. It's not the end of the story. I don't care what you're going through, what you lost, what what the challenges that you're facing with God. It's not the end of the story. God is not finished. Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. I, I love how it says in the NIV. The New King James Version says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. The NIV says, for no word from God will ever fail. You may not have seen the promise of God come to fruition in your life at this point, but no word from God will ever fail. Anchor yourself to God and his word. No word from God will ever fail. Open your Bible up when I get done with this service and grab you three or four or five or six scriptures and realize in the Bible that no word from God will ever fail. And here's what Mary, here's what Elizabeth said to Mary in Luke chapter 1 verse 45. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promise to her. In spite of what Mary saw, she believed God's promises were for her, for her life. She had a hope because she anchored herself in the promises of God. God will fulfill his promise to me. And if you will surrender yourself to God and his promises, God will fulfill his promises to you. But when you're not seeing it and you start feeling like it's the end of the story, you can start losing hope in the promises of God. And this preacher, this pastor, your pastor, your friend, listen, wants to say this to you today. Don't you lose hope in the promises of God. His word is true. His word is anointed. His word is infallible. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. If he said it, he will do it. Anchor yourself in the promises of God. But you know what we have the tendency to do? When life is hard, we want to start clinging to people. When life gets hard, we start clinging to money. or We can start clinging to a bad habit. We, we, can, start, we, can, start, we can start clinging to a car or, or to a home. We, start, we can just start clinging. 
And we can start putting our hope in all the wrong things. And I'm telling you today, don't put your hope in anything else except for Jesus Christ. That's the anchor of hope. It'll keep you from drifting. It'll keep you stable in the storm. But pastor, I don't see how I'm going to make it out of this. Listen, God will be true to his promises. Even when you can't see it, he's working. Even when you can't feel it, he's working. You have to stay anchored to hope in God. Come on, there's only one name. It's the name of Jesus. That's the anchor for your soul, the name of Jesus. There's only one beautiful name. Come on, right there in your living room in this snowstorm, right there in Indianapolis, right there in all around America, right there all around the world. Somebody shoot your hands up right now and begin to call on his name. Come on, begin to call on his name. Anchor yourself in that name. Anchor yourself in that name. Anchor yourself. That's where your hope comes from. That's where your strength comes from. It's the name above every name. The name of Jesus. Come on, let's anchor ourselves in Jesus. Let's sing this. Death could not hold, death could not. 